This is Women Who Rock, a podcast promoting Australian female musicians and artists. Pearl Herbert fronts a Sydney rock four-piece called Pearl the Girl, and they've been bombarding us with some really killer singles over the last couple of months. I am joined by Pearl. Pearl, thanks so much for coming on Women Who Rock. Hello. It's lovely to talk to you. Pearl the Girl is, it's kind of like a pop scuzzy rock band with kind of these grunge influences yes but we on your youtube channel i saw that a number of years ago the first song that you released under pearl Mm. it was really i guess modern pop yes quite polished electronica electronica and really polished as well so i guess there's really been a big change over the last three or four years in your music style Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that progression? You could say that I found myself in the past few years. I um, Originally, when I started recording music, I was uh, about 16, 17. And I think I Will came out when I was 18. I was working with a great producer at the time who I suppose I didn't really have much I knew I wanted to do music I knew I wanted to record I knew I was a songwriter but I wasn't really aware of what my sound was or who I was as an artist and I think through a process of trial and error I figured it out and um the producer who I worked with on I Will was a big help in how I found my sound I think after um I then went and studied music a little bit and um realized I had a passion for live music and actually just wanted to rock out on stage and not sing these like really polished and you know get up there with a with a backing track and and sing these songs that didn't really feel like me so I kind of kept the same songwriting structures but just changed the sound so were you you were really young when that first the track I will came out were you in high school then no I actually dropped out of school when I was 16 all right so to do music production yeah to do to do music yeah I, I I pitched it to my parents I was like mom dad I think I should leave school and mom and dad had me in like this performing arts school at the time that was primarily focused on dancing and I was just like I'm not a dancer this isn't gonna happen <laughs> I'm done right. doing 50 hours a week of dancing music singing is it music is it um and so I managed to successfully pitch my idea and they let me leave school and then I went straight into recording with this great producer that I met because yeah I mean the video is super polished yeah and it's really professionally done the music's super polished how did you make that eventuate at such a young age um it's a combination of some very clever people to be honest I wouldn't say that I it was just you know it wasn't just me on my own I was working with a guy called Chris Arnott and um, a guy called Caleb made the music video and so it it really I felt I do feel that uh, looking back on that stuff I wasn't really sure of myself at the time and um, it was a very collaborative it was collaborative work and 
now I could say that the stuff that I brought out now is more, you know, true to myself and a hundred percent me. And, and I, I kind of bossed everyone around in this project rather than being rather, rather than working with other people. It was like, this is mine. Okay. <laughs> you do this. Cool. <laughs> well, going back to that, I guess the moment, it's interesting that you say you're pitching this like life idea to your parents. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is it something that you kind of, it was like a snap decision. I got to do it. I got to change. Or was it something that kind of bubbled under the surface for quite a while before you actually spoke to your parents about wanting to do that? It hit me the summer before I went back to do year 12. And, and it was at the time I got to admit, it was like a combination of like heartbroken from my first love and I didn't want to go back to school and see him and also that I just wasn't going to be a dancer and I wasn't going to have a career in musical theatre and that just wasn't what I wanted. Actually, funnily enough, though, when I did leave school to to forge this career in music, I did end up going to Malaysia and doing a musical theatre production, (laughs) (laughs) which is everything that I kind of tried to escape, but it was an experience and I was young, so... I, just, I think that's really cool that you did it. You just pulled the trigger and were like, yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah. I've got this plan. This is how I'm going to do it. But I want to know how you get through all of the daily sort of activities where you have to use calculus and algebra. How do you kind of manage with that? Oh, God. We, what, in school? No, just like in life. You know how you have to do heaps of calculus in life and it's definitely mm, relevant like for... taxes. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing they never teach you in school. Sure. <laughs> Financial mathematics. No, I can... Com- Actually, do you know what? Today I had to... Act- I had- I did need maths today. I had, I'm currently trying to organise this uh, festival at Oxford Art Factory and I'm trying to think, what's 40% of this number? <laughs> I had to turn to someone and how do you calculate that? And oh, like, right. Times by 100 divided by 40. I'm like, right. Uh, there'll be people to do it. Well, that's all on computers now anyway. Why don't you just type that shit into Google? You could probably... Uh, oh, <laughs> you it's fine. Type it into Google. You could probably just ask Siri to calculate all of the percentages for your festival you can siri doesn't like me too much i yell at her a lot (laughs) we're in a love-hate relationship (laughs) you mentioned the idea of the music writing process Mm -hmm. so over the last i mean from that pop track to now obviously things have changed so much dramatically can you tell us a bit about how pearl the girl goes about writing Writing? a track yeah yeah the three songs that are out and all the ones that are on the album that are coming out are they had a very strange like a new writing process for me so i actually wrote all those stories in like notes on my phone and i would start with the lyrics i'd always start with the lyrics because i got into my head that how could I determine a melody or a song at all if I didn't even know what I was trying to say and what the message was behind the song? And then so I started writing these stories and poems and then all of a sudden I would write this like, it would be like a verse, chorus, verse, bridge, you know, your standard pop structure. And then I would sit down at the piano and all of a sudden the melody would just like snap into place instantly and it Uh, all of a sudden these songs were just taking form in like half an hour because the words were there, the message, the story was all there and the melody just was second nature to it. 
Right. Mm. Isn't that harder to go that way, though? Fitting the melody to the already written lyrics? I mean, I'm learning that now because I haven't, like, now that the album's done, I'm like, I'm getting back to songwriting and I'm trying to write and I'm trying to do it. And I'm like, you know what? I just don't have much to say right now. And that's okay. I'm just going to not do that. But, But it was such a bizarre time in my life where I just had so much to say. And for some reason, it just worked. Like, I just, it would just, they were the words and the melody were intrinsically linked. Right. Mm. Cool. You do you've done so much in the last like five years. You uh we were talking the other day and you also do acting mm-hmm. as well as performing music. Yes. Have you done that since you left high school or is that a new thing? I did that when I was in high school. My first real acting job, you know, professional network job was Puberty Blues when I was fifteen. And um it was like a Channel 10 remake of Puberty Blues. And uh, I started then and I remember like really, really debating with school being like, no, you have to let me go on these days. Like I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> like I'm not sitting around and doing science or maths right now and I'm not going to not gonna do jazz class today because I'm going to be in a television show. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, this 15-year-old running around thinking like I was the shit. Um and then you know obviously life transpired and <laughs> and you realize acting's really hard <laughs> much like music but acting's even harder i find i just it's it's a you constantly putting yourself out there in auditions just to kind of get rejected and i found it quite deterring okay that's interesting that they're both they're both like really creative pursuits but one is more is, is Would you say that one industry is harsher than the other, maybe? Actually, I, I think it really depends on who, on which one you favour. So I could, I can honestly say that I favour music because it just feels better to, to write a song, to express my creativity and emotions in a song than playing a, the part in some, in a show. Mm. I, I don't, um, but I don't uh, discourage, like, I love acting as well. However, I do find that I have more control over my musical creativity and the fact that I can sit at my piano and write a song, whereas when you sit there and write a script and then you try and execute that script, it takes a lot of people mm. <laughs> and a lot of favours to try and make that happen, whereas I can, you know work with my producer and make a song in a day and that that is a lot more rewarding to me or it seems easier to me okay because there's not really i guess the equivalent of the audition process in music you kind of get out there and you play all your shows and you have a show and you get you just go and play it it's you you've booked that gig that is true i do think in terms of like hitting getting on the labels uh, radar and stuff like that I feel like your whole life is an audition your whole career is an audition mm. <laughs> it's uh it, it's a bit of a constant rather than a okay I'm preparing for to do this 10 minute audition and I'm gonna learn this script it's like no no you're constantly on show you're constantly trying to impress and to and to get their attention in a way well let us have a listen Yes. To attract the most recent single, very recent single from Polar Girl. It is called Little Animal.
single called Little Animal. It leaves me with my first question. Are you a fan of Lily Allen? Yeah. Because I was getting a, <laughs> a real Lily Allen vibe, kind of with the biting lyrics as well. Yeah, I like Lily Allen. Um, I do. I think she's uh, fabulously sassy and I like that. I always get compared to Kate Nash as well and I think it's just a very tongue-in-cheek uh, writing style mm. that that might lead people to that. I was reading that, and you were talking before about the process. So I was reading that, yeah, so most of them come from your journal, particularly for the upcoming album. So it's really a very personal approach, I guess. You're really telling your stories (laughs) through Um, all these new songs. Yes, yes, yeah. In fact, um, one of the constant, you know, things in my friendship circle is to always watch out in case I harvest oh, right. situations and <laughs> circumstances <laughs> and write a song about it. <laughs> I One of the people that was in this podcast said that they're with their friends on oh no, She said that if she, her partners, like they're going to end up in a song. Oh, 100%. And it's their choice what the story told. Like it, it's either going to be like a really happy love song or it's like a really bad song. That is so devious. I love that. I love that like, hey, babe, like, 
the the song's up to you. Like, yeah. It could be a heartbreaker. It could be a love song. But it depends on what an arsehole you are. Your move. <laughs> it's really your move. <laughs> that is that is very true. I mean, there's not like a partner or a relation that I haven't written a song about. Like you have to use those things to 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 harvest inspiration and and concepts. Well, the album is on its way very soon. It must be. It must feel good to have all of those stories out and documented in song form yeah yeah it is i'm also terribly nervous because i feel like people like you know you you'll they'll know too much yeah (laughs) but one of the one of the great pieces of advice um that uh someone told me is um once the song leaves your nest it is open to everyone's interpretation so it's not your song anymore Mm. it's the the people's song i remember reading no watching an interview with jack white talking about because in europe they like to watch soccer Mm -hmm. and in all the european they love it they can't get enough of it Mm. but they play they chant the like riff from seven nation army at all the european games (laughs) and someone i don't know it's just something visceral about it that they just do it. Jack White doesn't like soccer, so. Um, but someone said, you know, do you feel proud that that's your riff that they're chanting? And he said, well, once it's released, it's not really my riff anymore. Hundred percent. It's kind of everybody's riff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, um, yeah right down to quotes because clearly I stole that from him. <laughs> <laughs> Plagiarism? Uh, what? <laughs> no, there's no plagiarism check on this show, so it's all, it's all fine. I barely have enough knowledge of this software. but <laughs> Yeah, no, that's really cool. So it was on the pages of your diary, but now it's out for the world to consume. So let's talk about the album. It's been so it's been a work in progress for quite a while now. Yeah. And it's going to be – you've had quite a few singles yeah. uh, over the past six months. Yeah. So it's going to be coming out really soon. Is it April? 15th. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. And um, all three of those singles are from the album Two. Yeah, I'm really nervous about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so cool. I mean, is it all as, I guess, autobiographical as the singles that we've heard? Um, I I have a real problem with uh, not being very cryptic. (laughs) Okay. We're just going to know everything about you on the the middle of April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, there's actually yeah. No, they're all pretty. They're all fairly the same. Uh, not the same, but you know the stories are very hard on my sleeve. Hey, cool. it's me. <laughs> um, yeah, my poor boyfriend suffers a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he's heard those stories in mer- various forms for two years. Yes. Now we all get to hear them. Yes. So that's fun. Live music. You're doing a fir- your first. Is the first tour for Pearl Yeah, Girl? it is. Cool. I know. Excited never, about that as well? I've never played out of Sydney. I'm so excited. Oh, right. <laughs> You're hitting a lot of places. You're going to Melbourne. Melbourne. Brisbane. Wollongong, Brisbane, um, Sydney, and Mona Vale, if you can. <laughs> okay. The Northern Beaches. It's over the bridge, so. <laughs> it's practically another state. You're playing at Rad, Rad Bar? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm excited. That's the best. And um, it was a lot of work planning, mm. planning a tour. I tried to I, I tried to hit up some booking agents but you know i feel like i just ended up it was easier just doing it myself so 
you're just doing the relentless emailing. Yes. Yeah. I I think I need to like separate accounts now because I just get confused after a while. I'm like, what are you responding to? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> so much Gmail. So little time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and now I've decided to organise a festival. So, you need, can know. you tell us about that? I didn't know that that was a thing. Well, no, because it was literally an idea that came this week, and I was sitting at my part-time job, uh, doing nothing, <laughs> 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 and I was thinking, okay, so the tour is organised. That ends in June. Um, what do I want to do for the next? For the rest of the year. Like, what are my goals? What do I want to achieve? Um, if the album's coming out, what's next, basically, is what I was thinking. And one a great piece of advice that my friend Muzz gave me was, you know, always have the next project planned because if, you know, because otherwise the come down can really eat you up. Like, you know, you put all this effort and this work into something and then all of a sudden there's nothing left to do and it takes months to plan the next thing. So always think ahead. And so I decided um, I want to plan a festival with uh, bands that I love and aspire to, Australian bands, um, who I would love to support, you know, because ideally I'm not – I'm not – realistically, sorry, I'm not at a place where I can headline my own festival, right? But I certainly want to put on those festivals where I can support them. And so I figured why not just – organize it myself instead of hitting up more venues and more places trying to get gigs i'll just put on the gig myself <laughs> so you mean like a mini festival yeah so oxford art factory and like august 9th and we'll pack out we'll not we'll plan both rooms so oh main yeah sure. stage and then the side room as well cool i've been to a few of those they're great yeah it's a really good space for it Yes, I agree. Good good sound, good lights, mm. good vibe. Does the festival have a name yet or is that? Yeah, I'm going to call it Just a Phase Festival to kind of coincide with, you know, uh, the hit that the Sydney nightlife has kind of taken at the moment. It's ah. just a phase. <laughs> okay. So cool. it's a tribute to live music. And that's on the 9th of August. Yes. We'll, we'll have to go and get around that when that comes up. Yeah. It's time for Tell Me A Thing, where I have a list of seven topics and I ask you to choose one and tell me something about it. The topics are musical equipment, recording equipment, Patti Smith, punk rock, poetry, death and politics. So, Pearl... (laughs) Could yes. you tell me a thing? I um, it's funny that you list that that list, and of course I'm steering towards death. <laughs> sure, <laughs> the heaviest topic. I actually, I actually, in a very, very rational and <laughs> in a very rational way, romanticize death. Like I think that naturally, being an artist, we can have quite some mental health tendencies to spiral and go up and down and especially as a teenager I was quite a depressed child just naturally um by default I think now I've always had the well recently this year I've kind of thought after talking about it with friends and family when you get to that point in your life where your quality of life isn't great 
I would love the opportunity to choose mm. how I die <laughs> because I think as a teenager, it's like you've, you've fantasized about it as a, you know, depressed teenager. And then to get to the end and be like, I get to choose now and mm. I've done it and I, and I succeeded. Like I made it through life. <laughs> now I would like to pick. Like Switzerland where they have the like voluntary. Ah! That got real deep. Did that get deeper <laughs> than I thought it was going to be? Voluntary. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, do you mean uh, like euthanasia? Yeah. Yes. Well, I, that's another. Well, that's another unfortunate thing that we don't have euthanasia yeah, here. Maybe by the time we're old, that will be an Australian policy. Well, it it would certainly save a lot of resources. <laughs> mm. Yeah, right. Maybe not a lot of lives. <laughs> um, Sadly. That's a deep thing to be thinking about. I know. I'm when you're sorry. a teenager as well. No, that's cool. That's what we want to do. We want to have lots of in-depth discussions. Yeah. So I this is a realization that you had quite, quite recently. Yeah. 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 In a totally, like I said, rational, <laughs> level-headed way. <laughs> Just the kind of thing you think about on like a Monday morning. Or I'm, I think about yeah, yeah. With my morning coffee, you see, yeah, I think about mortality a lot. I think it's just a natural. That's not really something that. Well, I guess from the singles it's not really a theme that's explored that much in the the lyrics no i feel like i haven't found a very tasteful way to can to convey that topic i think i've tried well i've got songs from when i was you know a teenager that are are about depression but i mean now it's funny now i'm now i'm happy <laughs> mm. So I find it harder to, you know, especially, well, I mean, the album, a lot of the stuff is about uh, deep brooding, like unrequited love and and like fleeting romances and stuff like that that didn't work out, right? So they're all quite mm, surface level concepts, relatable. Everyone can has felt that in some way. Hell, even a 14-year-old can feel unrequited love mm. in their own way. But I think now that I'm you know mostly happy i find it harder to write about such a time in my life well yeah (laughs) thanks for going there we got and on that note bye real deep really quickly (laughs) but that's i guess the point of the list well i mean this is this is why i was confronted with the list because when you put death on a list everything seems so trivial sure <laughs> Maybe I need to revise my list. No, the, the list is fine. The list stays. The list is good. <laughs> I abide by the list. Pearl, thanks so much for coming and having a chat. This has been really fun. <laughs> Thank you very much. Rock is proudly produced in the Sydney studios of Do As We Are 107.3.